Today on Background Check, we're going to talk about four things. The first one is North Texas Giving Day, and we'll talk about everything that's going to happen on that day. That's our big fundraiser uh, each year. The second topic will be about, are you going through a tough season? We are right now with buying and selling. The third thing is uh, September 18th is a very special day for me. The last thing we'll talk about are some injustices going on right now that are personal to me. And we're going to talk about that. Stay tuned. Let's go. Have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past? Of course I have. Everyone does background checks now, which makes it hard to bounce back. What do you believe? I believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It, sh- it should pay you back. This podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and, and not be afraid to say, go, go ahead, check my background. My name is Jaden Gum, and this is is background check you already know let's go you can check my background i'm a forgiving felon so tell them that i won't back down now you can bet i won't live in regret it's time to earn some respect you are tuning in to background check hey everybody welcome to background check podcast i'm your host Jaden gum and we believe at background check podcast your your background shouldn't hold you back it should pay you back uh, we're brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with the past realize their future. If you want to know more about Forgiven Felons and what we do, especially this time of year where we are raising funds like crazy for North Texas Giving Day, visit us on the web at ForgivenFelons.org. If you want to hear some really good impact stories, then visit uh, Roku, Roku TV on your phone, your TV, whatever you Roku, the Roku channel. And you can watch the Forgiven Felons documentary. I want to say hello to everybody listening. Uh, everybody listening from prison. This um, this is going to all the jails and prisons all across the nation. And uh, I know I know they're trying to add more and more every um, every year. So we are excited. We're just excited that uh, you know you as an inmate, whether you're in county jail or whether you're in prison. Whether you're in jail, headed to prison, uh, we're just really happy that you're listening, and um, you know, spread the word, spread the word. Uh, hey, uh, I want to say hi to uh, Billy DeShazo. I know you're listening in Oklahoma. Uh, praying for you, bud, and uh, we believe in you, man. Uh, hang in there, all right. You, you got this, man. You got this. Almost time. Uh, but anyway, we. We're having fun with this, but we're also, we know we're impacting lives. We got a letter from somebody that said one of the episodes, a particular episode, Jeffrey Deskovic, um, they were, this individual was contemplating suicide and that episode gave him hope. So spread the word. If Listen, if you are a regular listener out here in the real world, the free world, spread the word. You know, I used to push, try to get us a, some uh, reviews on Apple. And you know what? If you have time and you have an iPhone, go to Apple, leave us a review. But I don't even care about that anymore. All I care about is people that need to hear this get to hear it. There's somebody in your life that needs to hear this podcast. So, uh, all right. So what's going on today? We're going to talk about North Texas Giving Day, all the things that go on with that. We're going to talk about um, a tough season in life. We're going to talk about September 18th, and we're going to talk about a couple of injustices. So not a long show, but at least probably, I don't know, 20 to 30 minutes. So first thing, 
First things first, North Texas Giving Day. Uh, if you haven't been around Forgiven Felons very long, we don't have a fundraising banquet. We don't have uh, a gala or a, you know, a, a telethon or anything like that. We, we just jump on board with the North Texas Giving Day rally that, that our area here in North Texas has every year. You don't have to live in North Texas to give to us during that day. It's just the day that uh, a lot of rich philanthropic foundations get together and say, hey, let's bring awareness to all the, the registered nonprofits in North Texas. And we are one. So that's what we do. We just kind of piggyback on that. And this year we're doing things that we've never done before. And we've already got some matching gifts so that when you give, your giving is pretty much doubled, you know. Um, some corporate sponsors and individuals have decided, Hey, we want to, we want to match dollar for dollar this hour or whatever. Then we have some what door prizes, uh, not door prizes, but, uh, drawings. Some of the sponsors have decided to give, you know, give, uh, we got Cedar Hill barbers have, they're given haircut kindred hair salon. They're giving away some products and hair and, uh, and hair, you know, haircut experience. Uh, thank you, Cherie Barnes. Um, our main sponsor is PR Equipment. They're giving away the raffle prize, which is a Spartan RZ Pro riding lawnmower, 54-inch deck, zero turn. It's got headlights on it. It's incredible. My whole family has set in it, and it fits all of us. So one size fits all. They're also giving away the same package as giving away a 40-volt lithium battery-operated uh, chainsaw, hedge trimmer, blower, and weed eater. One person is going to win all of that. You don't have to live. Uh, you don't have to live in Texas to win. I mean, you have to live in Texas to win, but you don't have to be present to win. So if you don't live in Texas and you want to win it, you better get somebody in Texas to to buy you some tickets. <laughs> uh, we're pretty much going to deliver it wherever. I know the rules say two hour uh, delivery area, but you know if you're in South Texas and and you win, I'm I'm going to bring it to you. So don't be afraid to buy tickets. All right. Um. So that's the raffle. Now, that day, September 23rd, next, next Thursday, from 6 a.m. to midnight, is the, the, the North Texas Giving Day hours, giving hours. And um, so we're excited about that. Like I said, some sponsors have sponsored, corporate uh, corporations have sponsored certain hours. So during that hour, we're going to give away a prize that they donated, or they may have a, a matching fund that they're doing that hour that where they'll match dollar for dollar. Uh, so PR equipment again, Nick and April Pomeroy gave the, the raffle prize CRS, Jeff Calvary, Jeff and Andrea Calvary at CRS. They, um, they're donating the, uh, prize. They're putting on the poker tournament. I'll talk about that in just a second. Clarity roofing is donating a TV on point contractors donating a, a big 99 piece mechanic tool set. Uh, Hector from Cedar Hill barbers, John Houston Holmes, brothers of banded brothers, abundant living life and annuity. And then background check is sponsoring an hour as well. So raffle tickets are on sale. Now go to forgivenfellows.org and you can figure out how to watch the documentary, buy the tickets, all that. Now there's going to be an after party. Well, I'm sorry. Let's get to the, stick to the party. So on that day, in addition to all the prizes we're giving away and the matching funds and all that, we're going to have a rally at the Forgiven Felons house. There's going to be live music from Terry Fancher, who's got his own great story. There's going to be great food from Italia Express. So we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun. Uh, social distancing, you know, uh, the masks and all that, if you want to wear them, you know, just, you know, use your own, use your own judgment, you know, um, but come and, uh, and have fun. So now once that day is over and we raise $50,000 or 
or if we're short and we need one more day, we're going to have on September 27th, Monday night, we're going to have the after party poker tournament that's being put on by our board and CRS. And, uh, and it's going to be fun. There's going to be food, football, and poker. All right. The Dallas Cowboys are playing the Eagles that night. That's going to be playing on the big uh, TV while we're all playing poker and eating food. And, and then the, the prize, the grand prize will be tickets to a future Cowboys game. I mean, obviously this season, but um, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. Our goal is $50,000, and I believe you can help us reach that goal. Thank you so much for all of you who already give. You're amazing. You you are amazing. All right? So let's, let's dig into what we're going to talk about today. You ever been in a tough season? Uh, I know we're in one right now. And tough doesn't always have to mean like really like bad. It just means tough or challenging, but sometimes... A tough season can be bad too, you know. Some uh, some people are sick during a during a tough season, and maybe maybe uh, they lose a family member or something. You know, I've I've got a I've got a dear friend who was the very first resident we ever took into Forgiven Felons. His name is Bernie Orr. He stayed around for two and a half years while he was on parole. Became a house manager. Just one of the most incredible men that have ever come through the program very first person we accepted. We weren't even open. And his mom called and said, will you take my son? And I said, yes. I said, we're not open yet. We don't have a house yet, but we'll take him. And she started crying. We cried together. Anyway, uh, she just went to be with Jesus this uh, past Monday. And so we're, we want to lift the Bernie Bernie and the Orr family up uh, in your prayer time. Lift them up uh, for comfort. Um, I'm actually going to go to the funeral today. So uh, sometimes that's what a tough season is like, but we're in a tough season right now, kind of of our own doing. We have, uh, we're, we're getting ready for the biggest fundraiser of, you know, the only fundraiser that we do. Um, and, and at the same time, we just bought a house in Waxahachie a month ago. And now we have to sell our house a lot sooner than we thought we weren't going to sell our house till later in the year. Um, and strategically selling our house and moving into the next house was going to have to take place during Christmas light season. For those of you who don't know, it's hard to get a hold of me during Christmas light season because I'm working pretty much five, six days a week and sun up to sundown. So it's going to be tough. Uh, we have to sell our house a lot sooner, which is we're going to be putting our house on the market October 1st. So now in the middle of trying to do all this fundraising stuff, we are having to get our own house ready. And for those of you who, who uh, are, are watching on video, you know, you look, you see the back room. This is my man cave. What used to, you used to be able to see a big Steeler logo behind me. The, all the, all the walls were, were Steeler gold and had the big Steeler logo. I had to, I had to paint over that. And that was very hard for me to do uh, because I love the Pittsburgh Steelers. So uh, it's going to be challenging because we're going to sell our house before our, our new house is ready. It's a new house being built and we don't know where we're going to live. Do we have to live do we live with in-laws? Do we go move all the forgiven felons over to one side and, and, and go and stay on one side of the duplex? What do we do? It's, it's crazy. I don't know. Are we going to get enough for our house? We've kind of already bought the house and we told them how much we we're going to put down, but what if we don't get enough on the sale? I don't know. You know, um, if we move into the forgiven felons house, we're going to be, that's in Northeast Dallas and we're in South Dallas. We're not even in Dallas. We're south of Dallas. 
So all these things are going through our head, our mind. We're just so emotionally, mentally strained and stressed and pulled in many different directions. And I know we're not the only ones. I know you're, you're probably going through a very similar time like that. But, um, you know, in my morning devotions, I was reading about Gideon, and I noticed a couple different things about Gideon. Uh, God, God told him, said, Gideon, you have too many, too many people. He had 33,000 men to go fight the Midianites. And God said, you have too many people. Has God ever like laid that logic on you where it really seems illogical? Too many people? How can you have too many people to fight a war? You know? But what he said, something interesting struck me. It was cool. He said, he said, find out who's afraid and send them home. Now, I mean, we're talking about war. We're talking about battle. There's 33,000. He said, uh, or 32,000, whatever. Uh, find out who's afraid and tell them they can go home. And out of, okay, so it was 32,000. So 22,000 people said they were afraid and they left. 22,000. And that left them with 10,000. So it's 32,000. Can you, I mean, two-thirds of the people were, were too afraid to fight. But what's interesting is, you know, then, then he said at 10,000, you still have too many. And he did the whole water thing. He said, send all them home that drink like this. And he, there's only 300 left. And then it said, he, God said to, to Gideon, now I've given, I've given the Midianites to you, but if you're too afraid, then go down to the camp, outside the camp, and listen to what they're saying. And, and Gideon went down outside the camp and stuck over there to listen to what they're saying. And what that showed me was that, was that Gideon was afraid. But what's interesting is that Gideon didn't have to go home. He didn't get to go home as a part of one of those 22,000 who were afraid and got to go home. And as a leader, you know, that should strike you like, okay, you know, sometimes we're afraid too. Sometimes we just need some people to, to, to stick around and fight the battles with us, even if you're afraid. You know, I don't know what made them 10,000 that weren't afraid. I don't know what the, what, what, you know, I don't know if they didn't, just didn't have any fear. If they had confidence in themselves, I don't know what, I don't know what it was. But out of 10,000 that were left, uh, 9,700 ended up going home because they drank water the wrong way. So be careful how you drink water. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes when you're in leadership, even if you're afraid, you still, when other people have to go and they bail, you, you got to move forward. And this season of life for us is scary because we don't know. I don't know how long it's going to take us to get the resource center built, the welding, the welding workshop program going and all this sort of stuff. It's scary, but I'm going forward. There's some people that have bailed on me uh, on the vision that, that were helping us that, that don't help us anymore. Try to figure it out because I don't know what, I don't know if they got scared, if they just thought it's never going to happen, that they lost faith, lost belief. I don't know. But, no matter what, whatever season you're going through, especially if it's a tough one, don't give up. First of all, it's okay to be afraid because God sent God sent Gideon down to the enemy's camp. He didn't he didn't send him to a prophet to give him an encouraging word. He didn't send him to an encourager. He didn't send him to a pastor. He didn't send him to anybody. He, he sent him to the enemy's camp. He said, go down to the enemy's camp if you're afraid of this fight, this battle. 
this tough season, losing your house, COVID, whatever, if you're afraid, go down to the enemy's camp, sneak down there and listen to what they're saying about you. And when Gideon went down, he heard the enemy saying, we had a dream. And the dream was this this thing rolled off the, the, the mountain and came and flattened a tent. And basically the other one, the other, the other enemy guy said, well, that means that, that our, our camp has been given over to the Gideonites. And Gideon was encouraged by hearing what the enemy had to say about him. So don't hate your haters. Sometimes you can get encouragement from your haters. <laughs> so your doubters. Sometimes you can get encouragement from your doubters. I know I do. Hey, listen, tomorrow, today's September 17th, but tomorrow, uh, if you're listening to this on September 17th, then tomorrow is September 18th. But if you're listening to it on a different date, then just know September 18th is what I'm talking about. It's a special day for me, September 18th. September 18th, 2003 at 9 a.m., I got into a fight out in the, the fields of prison and got sent to administrative segregation, which is basically solitary confinement, lockup, the whole, whatever you want to call it. And by 10 o'clock that night, 9 to 10 o'clock that night, uh, the Holy Spirit just accosted me in that cell, just filled every inch, every square inch of that cell, and I began weeping and crying. And, and that's uh, most of you that already heard my story know that that's when I, that's when I fully surrendered my whole life 100% to Jesus Christ. No holding back, no holding, no holding 1% of my, my, my life back like I did in 1995. None of that. I was all in. And each day, eight days in segregated uh, administrative segregation, eight days I had a different conversation with God. Okay, so I spent eight days on September 18th, and that was 18 years ago. So... The number eight and 18 are really heavy on me right now. And it's really interesting because in the Bible, there's not a whole lot about the number 18, but what there, what there is is powerful. And it, it can represent slavery or bondage, but that was the year that they were set free from that, from whatever they were enslaved, enslaved to or, or in bondage to. So I... You know, this is 18, also the, the combination of the number one and number eight. You know, the number eight, new beginnings, new uh, prosperity, different things, doors opening. You know, so I'm, I'm excited because I turn 18 tomorrow. Uh, I call it my spiritual birthday. Because, yes, I prayed a prayer when I was eight years old. When I was eight years old, I prayed a prayer. I believe I would have gone to heaven um, if I'd have died right then. But at some point in my life, I turned my back on God altogether. And September 18th, 2003 was my spiritual, is my new spiritual birthday. And so I'm, I'm 18. I'm, I'm a, I'm a spiritual adult. I'm ready for new horizons. I am ready to, to, to go to new heights, new depths, new, new width, new breadth, whatever, all that. I'm new. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it all. And, um, so I'm excited so this this birthday for me, September eighteenth, uh, means a lot. And again, if you if you know my story, you know I got out on April eighteenth, two thousand six, and I got married uh, to Jessamy on April eighteenth. So the number eighteen is huge. But I turn eighteen today, uh, or tomorrow, September eighteenth. 
and I'm excited about the new, and I'm speaking that over you too, speaking that over, over you to a new chapter, a new level, a new, new everything. The devil can't hold you back. This world can't hold you back. You don't hold yourself back. You got this, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing. Maybe you've spent 18 years in SEG. Maybe you spent 18 years in prison. Maybe, maybe the, the number 18 is, is, uh, means something to you. I don't know. But I do know that, uh, that, that the number 18 is, is very, very significant. You know, um, number 18, I was reading some stuff. It says that sometimes um, 18 means it's necessary for you to find a higher purpose of your own efforts. Search for a higher spiritual good that your efforts and hard work will bring to you. Uh, it, it, it's in, it, it's amazing. Look up the number 18. You'll, you'll see. It's pretty cool. All right. So the last thing I want to talk about is some injustices going on right now. So we have two guys that, uh, have been in our program now, uh, Chris Aguilar and Chris Ramirez, and they both served, uh, quite a long time for their, for crimes. Um, one like 16 or 17 years, another one. 2022, I believe. And their crimes were sexual, of sexual nature. And, but while in prison, they, they got their life right. They asked for forgiveness and, and, uh, they, they're doing very well. But the problem is, is that parole is kind of holding them back from becoming productive citizens. Number one, one of them has an ankle monitor on that was supposed to come off a couple of months back. And he's also married, but he couldn't parole to his wife's house because of it being near a child safety zone. So he came to Forgiven Felons and his wife's been heavily involved in Forgiven Felons. They were just waiting for him to get his ankle monitor off after a year so they could go look for land to buy outside of the city limits. Uh, he was going to build a shop on there, start a business with his son and, and, uh, you know, who, who, who just now getting to know on a deeper level. I mean, he was got another job waiting for him down there closer to the new land. They wanted, they wanted to buy so many things that they were going to do to, to get together him and his wife, once he got the ankle monitor off and they decided that, uh, they're going to keep it on another year, which is going to prohibit him from getting that better job almost $10 more an hour. It's going to prohibit him from getting to know his sons on a level that he, he could have known them. It's going to prevent him from going and looking for land because he can't, he can't go out of Dallas County to Ellis County to look for land with his wife. And it's, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's sad. Uh, but then on top of that, uh, parole made our guys move because, you know, we've been in business for nine and a half years and about a year ago or so, um, a, a daycare center went up on the, on the building across the street from us uh, in the strip center. Now parole doesn't want them living within 500 feet from a child safety zone. That's parole's rules. That's not the city of Dallas rules. Every city has their own sex offender laws. And the only ones that the city of Dallas has is that no more than one sex offender, you know, living in each household. So um, parole made these guys leave uh, forgiven felons. They kicked them out. They said they can't live there because of the child safety zone. 
Now, the actual daycare is more than 500 feet, but because it's in a strip center, they're using the very edge of that strip center, which is close to our house, as the measurement. And uh, I think that's an injustice. I, don't, I think that policy needs to change. I don't agree with it because the actual child safety zone is further than 500 feet away. But because it's attached, it's a suite in that building, uh, they're, they're using the property line of that building. And I think that's unfair to these guys to make them leave. And then they both get to an apartment that is parole approved. Parole went by, they approved it. And then a month later, uh, just right across the street, there, there's a little playground that goes in. And because of that little playground, parole makes them move again. Now, this is not the city of Dallas. The city of Dallas does not make them move for these things. This is parole. And it's not, they're not just picking on these guys. This happens all over the state. I know one guy at another transitional house that couldn't find another place to live. And he got shipped to a state-funded halfway house down south, lost his job, lost his car, lost everything because of parole. So these injustices are, I think they're wrong. And um, I'm talking to a lawyer. Hopefully we can get things going. I would love to file some sort of legal action against TDCJ parole. It's hard to do that because everybody's scared of TDCJ, the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. Nobody, Nobody's their boss. They're their own boss. They have zero accountability. And, um, and that's not, I'm not picking on them. That's just the, the truth. There, there is no accountability. There, nobody is over them. They, they run themselves and they don't answer to anybody. That's not, I'm not bashing them. That's just a fact. But I think that needs to change. And I don't know how to make that happen. If you're a lawyer, if you're a politician and you want to help make that happen, let me know. But um, TDCJ throws around a lot of money and that keeps the politicians and people off their backs. So. And again, that's not bashing them. That's just the way they do business, and that's they get by with it. And they're, they're not really doing anything wrong. It's just it's something that needs to be changed. So, but anyway, I think that's all for today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget about North Texas Giving Day. Look, listen, if you want to just give during that day, uh, there's all kinds of opportunities for each hour to to win a prize to uh, get your your donation matched dollar for dollar. Um, now these are, these are donors that corporate sponsors and private anonymous people that are giving dollar for dollar matches. This is not normal for North Texas giving day. The, the amount that North Texas giving day usually adds to your gift is usually, you know, four or 5%. That's about it. But these are people that have come alongside us and said, we want to help you and your donor base. So we want to, we want to do a matching gift dollar for dollar. So give that day 6 a.m. to midnight. Get up early, stay up late, spread the word, spread the word. You know 10 people that I don't know. On that day, will you help raise $2,000? Not give $2,000, but help raise. Ask all your friends, text all your friends, social media, everything. Go to NorthTexasGivingDay.org, search for Forgiven Felons, and when you get on that page, there's a little big old plus sign that says Create Your Own Fundraiser. F-U-N is in all caps. And you can create your own link that when people give to that link, it goes to Forgiven Felons. And so, yeah, if you want to do that, let's do it. If you want to buy raffle tickets for the mower, if you want to see the mower, go to the website and all the equipment that comes with it. Don't forget about the after party on, on the 27th. If you're a poker player and you want to 
and you want to play poker and try to win those cowboy tickets, it's a hundred dollar buy-in. All proceeds go to Forgiven Felons, and you got a chance to win that. So we'll have more information uh, about the after party, after party poker tournament on the website. Um, but thanks again for listening. Let me pray for everybody. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for the people listening today. Lord, thank you that we have this platform, that we have the opportunity. Lord, if somebody's going through a tough season in life, Lord, I pray that you give them everything they need. Your word says you'll, sh- you'll supply all of our need according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. You'll supply exactly uh, who they need to help them through this tough season. And it may be a lot smaller than we think. You may, you'll uh, supply exactly the materials and finances they need. And it might be smaller than what we think, just like Gideon. And Lord, we may be scared going through it. But I ask that you allow us to hear the encouragement, even if the encouragement comes from our own enemies and haters. Help us to hear it. Because Gideon could have easily just been complaining so much about the loss of warriors that he wouldn't be able to hear the voice of God and the voice of encouragement from, the, from his own enemies. So help, Lord, help the, the person going through a tough season. Help us, Lord. Um, help give, order our steps during this season. Order our steps. Help the stress. There's always going to be stress, but help us to manage and handle and overcome the stress. And help us not to rely on our emotions because emotions are unpredictable. Lord, I thank you for the $50,000 goal that we have that we're going to reach in Jesus' name. I thank you for uh, this season that we're going through, selling and buying a home. And I think it's going to make us stronger, all the stuff we have to do during this time. I thank you for the listener in jail, in prison, out of prison, in their bed, workshop. I pray, Lord, a lot of our friends have COVID. I lift them up to you and I pray. I pray uh, healing over their bodies in Jesus' name. Sheila, Mike, healing in Jesus' name. Uh, The Orr family, Lord, I pray for comfort. I pray for comfort in Jesus' name, Lord. Love you, Lord, and we give you all the glory in this podcast. Thank you for everyone listening in Jesus' name. All right, guys, thank you for listening. And um, again, go to ForgivenFellows.org to learn more about North Texas Giving Day, what we're doing, the welding workshops. We we are planning. The way we're planning it, we hope to have a building and open up by the end of uh, maybe first quarter next year. That's what we're looking for. All right, love y'all. Uh, shoot us. Don't forget to spread the word. Uh, leave a review on Apple if you want. Uh, shoot us an email. Tell us how much this uh, show has impacted your life. All right. Y'all have a good day. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Background Check Podcast brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with a past realize their future. For more information, please visit ForgivenFelons.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, And please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm J.D. Gum, and this has been Background Check.